0: Welcome to Shop Talk Live, episode number 190. Today, Anissa and Barry sit down with me and we discuss what kind of wood we would assemble our stash out of, whether a listener should buy a jointer planer combo or a bandsaw, and hollowing the backs of Western-style chisels. And of course, we recap Fine Woodworking Live 2019. And again, Anissa comes out swinging pretty hard with her smooth move but first i want to tell you about a video that we published this week on finewoodworking.com it's a factory tour of oneida i was able to go up there and uh and they showed me around i made a little tour video for everyone it's really interesting to see how they manufacture their dust collection systems right here in the united states and i also want to tell you about an interview video that we're publishing this week uh, sitting down with Robert Witter, uh, the owner of Oneida and Jeff Hill, their CTO, telling us a little bit about the history of Oneida and how they go about creating products. and they tell us about some constructive criticism that they got back in the day.
1: I, I think you know sometimes you have to look back at when we first introduced the dust deputy, which was first feedback from a customer on the forum was that it thus definitely looks like stupid plus shipping. It seems like Oneida has lost it. It's true.
2: Remember
0: that? Stupid plus shipping. Stupid Oneida's plus lost it. it. And we're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out on finewoodworking.com. All right, let's get to the show. We've got a fun one for you. Finewoodworking Live is in 2019 is in the books. I mean, it, that means it's over. It's done. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Smooth start. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when I, did everyone have fun?
1: Yeah, despite how incredibly busy it was. Yeah. And how much my feet still kind of hurt. Really? It was, yeah, I didn't wear the right shoes.
0: Oh. But it was a blast. Yeah. It's always like, I always talk about it as... People say, oh, your wedding, you know, you'll never remember a, a moment of your wedding. And like that was true. And Fine working Live is the same way where it's like <laughs> you see everyone you know and you don't get to talk to any of them. Right. But, Where, like, it's just following up emails being like, hey, we didn't get to talk. It's like, I know. I didn't get to talk to anyone. I wasn't avoiding you. I was avoiding everyone. <laughs> but you I weren't actually – you
3: were just working. Yeah. But yeah. it gets worse and worse every year because we meet more people every year mm-hmm. and there are so many repeat people that you want to talk to every yeah. year that – you just don't get the chance,
0: and then like through throughout the course of the year, you like build up like this catalog of things yeah. you want to talk to them about because they posted this on Instagram, or yeah. like, oh, I want to ask you how you did, the, and then you don't get to do any yeah. of it. So who got to see Beth Ireland? Uh, I didn't. No, neither. No,
1: but I've no. heard rave, and,
3: like, rave like, reviews. Everybody from so who many was people. in there is. We can't both speak at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For those who are not viewing this, Anissa just pushed Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't push; I
3: just tapped.
1: So, were either of you aware of how awesome she is beforehand? Because no. I knew she was a turner, and people like, "Oh, she's a great turner." But I, okay. I, I knew her work was awesome,
3: but I didn't know like her her teaching style and her personality was as fantastic as everybody. I mean, rave from everybody. Yeah.
1: I Everybody could, raved. If she she could have presented the phone book and I would have been engrossed. <laughs> she was incredible.
3: Do they make phone books anymore? Is there? A- they
0: do. Huh. i trying to remember where I saw one. Just
1: to Garbage. keep that that reference alive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just threw mine out yeah. oh. when I moved. <laughs> that was like 10 years ago. No. Oh. At my office. Oh. When uh, you moved uh, to office. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Um, did you see Beth Ireland, Jeff? I, I spoke with her, but I yeah. was not in her class now. Okay. Who else uh, Who else did you see? Gockner,
1: who knocked it out of the park. It's Because you've done a shoot with him. He
0: brought the curliest piece of wood I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And he tamed it. Oh, he tamed it. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up, I looked at him, I'm like, no. And he's like, mm-hmm. And I was like, eh.
1: Yeah, he was, he's an incredible teacher because you talked, because shoots, it's just one-on-one. Yeah. And I know he's taught for decades, but I never put it together that teaching for decades will make you a fantastic teacher. <laughs> Watching him in front of the classroom, they were just
0: in his hands. He yeah. was – I think was, you only last teaching for decades if you're a fantastic teacher. Right. Like I if, don't know if it goes the other way around. You don't become fantastic by doing it.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Fair. Yeah. All right, yeah.
0: Yeah. I could see that. Um. One of my favorite things was uh, I, I ran camera for Bob Van Dyck twice, and he was doing table saw techniques. And the first time, Bob loves to, like, turn on the fire hose of information. He's like, I'm going to teach you everything I know about table saws. And then, like, halfway through, there's always, like, oh, my God, I just tried to squeeze four hours of content into an hour and a half Long thing. Because <clears throat> Bob has so much information that he wants to give you. So he always in the in the middle, you know, tweaks it and and turns it around. And it, my favorite part though was watching him <laughs> watching him screw up a little miter box. That was your favorite <laughs> that part. That was the best. Because because it's like, you know, he was he was making a little miter box to check that to show how he checks if his if his blade is. At forty five degrees, and it didn't quite come together. And it was like, yeah, no one really expected it to come together. But on the second one, he absolutely nailed it. And when he one hundred percent nailed it, the entire audience applauded, like, like, <laughs> like, like a cooking show. And it was like, oh my goodness, Rob Van Dyke let's let's applaud. And I just couldn't help myself. I say, he didn't get it the first time. <laughs> And I had to throw him under the bus, but
3: did he deliberately not get it the first time? No.
0: Oh no! It you know it was like the blade was probably at forty five point one, and it just didn't come together perfectly. But it was a uh, it was a great moment when that audience applauded. I just. just <laughs> but uh, and I I only got to see him, and I got to see Chris Schwartz. Um, and Chris is I've actually seen that presentation before, and that's one of the reasons why why he did it because it was like i told thomas like this presentation's fantastic um you know doing angle joinery without math and uh chris is just he's he's got that staked compound angle joinery thing absolutely down uh great presentation but How about you and isa what what did I- you see
3: i ran camera for chris Bexford. And Steve Lotta and oh. Danielle Rose Bird. And I was supposed to run it for Garrett, but he kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, be- just because it was the last session on Sunday and it was a small enough group. Well, it started out, he thought it was going to be small enough that everybody could gather around, but he just wasn't patient enough because when I looked back in, there were about 30 people. (laughs) Um, But he seemed to be okay. And I had never seen Danielle Rosebird work. And so that was the coolest thing to just... She's out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. And her work is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's so different from the stuff that I usually photograph that it was I was really excited about being in there, and I wasn't disappointed and Then I work with Chris and Steve Latta a lot, so yeah. I thought, well, this is good because I'll be familiar with the way they operate and, and it'll be easier your camera work and it and it was well, Steve Latta moves around a lot he doesn't he, stop. He, you, you know' I'm you just wind like oh, him. with the yeah. camera but it was really interesting to see them in a different in a different setting. Normally yeah. I see them in the shop and we're stopping and but to see them both teaching was really amazing and they're really good at it. Yeah. And it's it's very you know, it's the same personality but they are right on and you can tell when somebody's a good teacher because there there aren't any questions that throw them off mm-hmm. and they're just so calm about everything and they're so confident in what they do. And it just seems so easy and effortless and as though they're having a conversation. And, um, you know, I was just watching them thinking, like writing things down on uh, in my notes on my phone saying, oh, but this would make a great article. And this would make a great <laughs> article because it was, just, it was just slightly different from having a manuscript and doing it with them. But they – they all have really cool stuff to show everybody. I think that it's cool when the presenter or the, the presenters say the same things that the attendees say that the staff all says, I just didn't have enough time to Mm -hmm. go and see all the things that I want. Even the presenters are saying that about the other presenters. And so all the different groups are saying the same thing. We must be doing something right.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it speaks, it speaks for the, for the lineup. Yeah. Um, And, Sometimes it's, it's people tell us that as a negative. It's like I just I wish we could have done more. I wish we could have more more classes. And it's like, well, maybe we can make the lineup weaker next year. I know. But, <laughs> right? I don't. It's know. just me and Ben <laughs> playing catch. You know what I'm <laughs> um. There is what was the the other the thing that I'm trying to remember. There was something as you were talking and just there's so many good presentations bob
1: i was helping bob set up and i'm like do you get any free periods you know where you get to like eat some food or take a nap He goes, no i really want to see steve's presentation yeah i was like you and steve like hang out yeah (laughs) all the time right but you could just have this conversation over some vietnamese one day at your school and it was to see bob get that excited about a guy he's known for decades and just like kicks it with that was that was pretty incredible yeah, yeah. There,
3: there was an instagram post i think i mentioned it to you guys um somebody took a photo of the back of brian Boggs's head yeah watching i can't remember who he
0: was watching sure. well oh no it was michael fortune i think but he was in schwarz's too and it was it was crazy because at at some point you think like you know here's one of the world's most preeminent yeah. Chairmakers mm-hmm. in a chairmaking class. And I look over and he was engrossed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're all like doing, taking yeah. notes. And and it was like, it's so it's maybe this is why these woodworkers are so talented because the thirst for knowledge is uh, still yeah. there, is still strong yeah. within them, you know? Yeah. The force is strong.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but the podcast was great. You that was fun. and Ben, or wait, you are Ben. You and Vic are hilarious together. But it was cool to see Nancy and the Rikon guys talking about their stuff, and, yeah. and Chris on the podcast. But you and Vic are really weird. You need a show together. We had
0: fun. Vic and I, yeah,
1: we we probably couldn't air that we show. Probably could we probably
0: couldn't air it. <laughs> <that show. laughs> We just we just try and like gross each other right. out, and, and our thresholds are both pretty high. So, um, but all right. So I would like to uh, surprise you guys with a new segment. uh Oh, it's called Text from Anissa. Oh no,
2: Ben! <laughs> this could be a new no, podcast. You can't wait.
0: The All right, so this one was sent to me on April 1st of 2019 and this one's actually legitimately about the podcast. <laughs> she goes, "Okay, I have another podcast question." She just randomly texts me ideas. Does everything you do relate to woodworking? When I see something being cut, like a block of cheese or something, <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting cross-cut. When I'm making my kids' sandwiches in the morning, I fold out the bread to make sure I bookmatch the you pieces have, of You bread. have
3: to bookmatch the pieces. Otherwise, they don't bookmatch. come together the so right way. So
0: what other ways does woodworking enter your life? <laughs> Why am I name dropped? Well, no, <laughs> I like the f- the follow-up which was a week later I texted Anissa and there's got to be a story here and I can't remember what it was. nobody wants to work with Barry but here we are. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I texted that to you. You know, love the ones you're with, either. Ben, okay? <laughs> and then, do you have a picture of Chris Bexford smiling?
3: I have left it. I sent you <laughs> yes, at I least know. You did.
0: seven. You did. I know. I just thought that that was a, f- that was a, a good representation of our of the <laughs> dynamic of the text messages that go around between the staff here at Fine Woodworking. So what what ways does woodworking enter into you? I, I'm always equating, like, Mowing the lawn with grain direction. Oh. That's
1: good. I think I resaw blocks of cheese. <laughs> you resaw them? <laughs> yeah. So they fit better into. So they make a wall between these, like kind of. The containers? N- no. I ha- Sometimes I'll bring in an omelet type snack, and the cheese acts as a barrier with the fruit. So, like, the orange doesn't contaminate my Thai style omelet. Mm. Those are f- weird flavors together. Okay. So, but I have to resaw it. So it's not a big chunk. It's like two pieces that
0: are wider, longer. Jeff, we're all looking at Jeff now. All of a yeah, uh, you I, must I, have uh, some good ones. I, I don't know. I, I gotta, I've never thought of it this way. So I guess telling, isn't it? <laughs> you don't need enough cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but the, there's, there's, uh, or you're more well-rounded. <laughs> I always think of, like, honestly, the only time that it enters into my head all is, 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 is grain direction, where if, if anything is going opposing another one, even traffic, I relate it to grain direction.
1: Okay, so if huh. you're petting a cat, In the wrong direction. Oh, has the metaphor flipped? Like you know people say, think about grain direction like petting a cat. Do you think about petting a cat like planing a board? No. Okay. No. So it hasn't flipped. The metaphors haven't
0: No, but that's a good question. Has it flipped? Give me the face (laughs) like it isn't a good
3: question. (laughs) Well, here's the question Has it flipped for you? When you pet a cat, do you
1: think of planing a board? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And when I, like, ruffle up a dog's head, I'm like, I don't – I'm just messing it up. Like,
0: <laughs> did you ever pick up the cat and turn it around? <laughs> Don't say you put
2: a cat in a pointer. No,
3: but that's vice. Whose idea was this? There's a reason
0: why we haven't all been on the podcast together. Oh, yeah. Tom. Tom's idea. So,
1: Ben, yesterday, in the morning, you're like, hey, Barry, can you do a podcast? I'm like, sure. And he said, it'll be me, you, and Anissa. Ah, you know, wait, maybe never mind, never mind. And then an hour later, he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to need you for that podcast tomorrow."
0: <laughs> 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 All right, let's answer some questions. <clears throat> um, oh, but le- leave in the comments. You know, leave your woodworking life relations. What, that sounded weird. I think what's wrong what I mean. with it? Yeah. yeah. All right. So question number one from Tom. I'm now a semi. I'm now semi-retired and finally have the time to create a decent wood shop. I've moved to, to the Florida Panhandle, where there are few hardwood dealers. You didn't think about that, did you? Mm-hmm. In late May, I'll be in Tennessee, so I intend to stop at a hardwood dealer slash mill near Nashville. Given the email me, and I'll give you all of the places to eat in Nashville. Given <laughs> the projects on my to-do list, I'll be picking up walnut, cherry, and ash. I also have my eye on some black locust, poplar, box elder, and catalpa. Given the list of woods on the dealer's inventory list, I feel like a kid in a candy store. I'd be interested in your collective wisdom about how one might go about stocking a new shop with wood, especially given the fact that the nearest hardwood dealer for hobbyists is five to six hours away. Um, You're very fortunate to live where you do from a woodworking perspective, but I'll take our weather over yours. We haven't told him about the antique tools available here in the Northeast. Because those two combine <laughs> to top any weather. Alright, so, I mean, he's got quite a list already. And he has a
1: wood stockpile.
0: Do you? Yeah, I kind of do. But, I, I mean,
3: a huge bulk of that is because I had a maple tree in my yard that I had milled on site, and <clears throat> I traded somebody like climbing gear or something for a bunch of walnut logs at one point and i had those milled up a very specific trade
1: i know right what kind (laughs) of friends do you have
3: (laughs) well he was an arborist i think and so he was cutting down a lot of trees
1: so would you do you like the security blanket of having a bunch of wood
3: Yes. No. Yes. No. Uh I mean, it takes up a lot of space and it's stickered. I have all these flitches all over um, and it's great and it's all air dried, but I have a lot that I've accumulated over the years too. I I mean, it's great to have it there. I don't ever have to worry about going out and getting wood unless it's something really specific. Um, And I kind of have the space for it. Uh If you don't have the space then you have to kind of order as you're using, pick it up as you're using it.
0: I always, like for me, the answer to this question is he nailed it on the first sentence of, you know, some cherry and ash and walnut. I, I, I don't see myself needing, unless, again, for a very specific thing, needing anything other than a stash of cherry and ash, really. But, um... I would add pine into the equation. Yeah. If I was going to a lover yeah. yard and I couldn't get pine, nice eastern white pine easily, I would definitely stock up on pine.
1: I wonder if that's his second—so he mentions poplar. I wonder if that's his secondary wood. Oh, that's true, too. Because that I— That might be— In that region, there's not—well, I guess it would be southern yellow pine. But I don't know well, poplar yeah, but, is big. But he
0: could probably go to, to a big box store and get southern yellow pine. Okay. Which, that's one thing that if I was going to Tennessee with a trailer, we. You talk about this. I would, I would, I would stock up on Southern Yellow Pine. I miss it so much. Cheap Yellow Pine.
1: Okay. So I have a different take. I don't like the idea of stocking up on wood. I feel like you're going to. Forget about it. So makes he five to six
0: hours away. But so five to six hours isn't that long. You yeah, you drive like two hours into work each way. <laughs> so I think you're a little. So he so
1: maybe before because I don't. Hopefully you haven't made this trip yet, Tom. But there are resources. It sounds like a
0: bird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? I'm, like a bird.
0: Him I'm today. Like, <laughs> hating myself right now.
1: Um, that was bottle. Ben's water bottle. Not yeah. a little, a little Tweety bird. So I popped onto Google Maps and typed in his hometown and did lumberyards near where this dude lives. Yeah. And I got some back. And then I checked out some... So, I mean, they're over in Gainesville and Tallahassee, but closer than five hours. He's close to Mobile, I think. There's a lumberyard there. Did he give his hometown? Yeah, it's under his SIG.
0: Okay. I didn't see that.
1: Um, There's also... Popular woodworking has a lumberyard finder. Yeah. And I know Ben and I we both went on to it, but it just gives by town. It used to have a map and I hope they fix that. So so we weren't really we would have to go town by town looking. There was a
0: there was a place in uh on the Popwood uh, page, there was a place in Mississippi. Okay. Um Gulfport, Mississippi. All right. Which if he's in the panhandle could be by him. I didn't look up by his town. So
1: but so there are places around that aren't Atlanta, it seems. And even if like, so with the Google maps, if you get one and the Google maps, I've been hanging out with Betsy and Liz too much, <laughs> <laughs> um, call them, see what they, so some of these, like the one in mobile seem to have a really good selection, call them, see what they have. If they don't have it, ask if they know anyone else. I mean, it's not, I can't imagine being an enormous industry running a lumber yard around the Florida panhandle. So if there's one, maybe no others. Cause I found ones that didn't have websites. They were just phone numbers.
0: Yeah. And there's mills. There's yeah. gotta be like architectural mills around you that maybe you can buy lumber with or from, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it, it might be five to six hours. And if that is the case, I think I would stock up.
1: Yeah. I'd, I yeah.
0: think I would stock up on the, the, the go tos, but
3: well, you can also have it mail ordered,
0: yeah. and mm-hmm. when you weigh that out with
3: a five or six hour drive each way, yeah. that's true. You don't get to choose what you're getting, and I would add cypress into that because Cyprus there's a is, lot of cypress yeah, down, yeah, down there. There's a lot oh, of kinda... cypress down there, and it's
0: really pretty. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can get cypress from like a local mill, you know, like a wood miser guy.
1: So a lot of places that I didn't list on my notes. It's because they only had cypress, or it's like cypress and pine. I mean, you know, just like they were very limited. But those seemed to be there were two for every one mm-hmm. that I found that had like hardwoods and softwoods and poplar. You should
0: be able to get locally. Mm-hmm. I I would think it would be cherry and walnut and ash that would be hard things to get
1: uh-huh.
0: because they're not growing in Florida.
1: I guess I just mentally have a hard time keeping track of what I have on hand. Like if I'm building something. it's in my shop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is that the problem?
3: Maybe. Right.
1: That's fair. Because Ben's been using it.
2: it, it. <laughs> no, he came into work. He's like, hey, Barry,
1: did you have a, I forgot what it was, this kind of board? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, because I used it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. Yep.
0: There's a piece of beach, well, I was I kidding
3: when I said that.
0: but well, it happens.
3: Well, but but it also having it on hand it adds a lot of pressure too because every time you walk past those boards, you think of, oh, yeah, I plan on making this out of that. But it never happens.
1: Yeah. And does it suck this, some of the fun out of it for like a hobbyist? I don't know.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I have always dreamed of having flitches all throughout my yard with tarps lying around and, you know, like I, that, that's, that's something that is like in the, in the five year plan, just like a bunch of of wood all over the yard, you know? So I, I, I think I'm a little bit off on, on that. that Uh I want a stash.
1: But, You've been hanging out with Tetra too much.
0: Yeah, and and John's like no more tarps. In the <laughs> like, I can't have any more tarps. <laughs> but you have to build the sheds like Michael Fortune yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. have a mill like yeah. Michael Fortune. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I've told you. I, I told Kay. I was like I think one day we're going to get a mill. She was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: could best.
3: put it in the in the house next to the
0: shave horse. that's just crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's right all right let's uh question number two Barry has strong opinions on this one is from Richard have you ever heard of hollowing the backs of western chisels the speed to speed the process of flattening the back of a chisel my buddy first hollows the center to a depth of about one to two thousandths of an inch with a dremel sanding flap attachment the edges and toe are not touched by the sander. My buddy says that it's because that because the hollow is so slight, it's easy to re-flatten the back and establish a new flat spot. As is uh, to reestablish, sorry, should have added that part. Uh, establish a new flat spot uh, as it is to reestablish the cutting edge of a worn Japanese chisel. So he's taking his chisel and using just a little sanding flap to hollow the inside of. Western back chisel.
1: Go.
3: No. Well, okay. But he's not using – he's using – he's not using it on the Dremel. He's just hand.
1: No. No, that has to be powered. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't know. I saw – I checked – I looked for this and I saw a guy on YouTube – and it actually, when I saw him doing it, it made so much sense.
1: So the Dremel is just, so you have something to hold. It's
3: just, no, no. He's The video that I saw was actually very smart. He taped off the, he put his chisel upside down mm-hmm. on the bench and he taped off the bottom and the side. So he just mm-hmm. had a little <clears throat> narrow bit showing on the back of the chisel. And he held the attachment for the, like the little wheel for the Dremel in his face fingers and just gently no yes and it created how long was the video it was a minute and
0: 58 seconds it sounds like that would take hours
3: no he just he just did it a little bit by hand because he said i'm just taking a tiny bit off Uh, and until i watched this video i don't know if it's the same guy or not but it was smart the way he taped it off and, like, when I first read this question, I assumed it was in the Dremel and the power was on and that's the way he was yeah, doing he does, it. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't say
1: it. says with the attachment, not with that's right. the drill.
3: Yeah, okay. So oh, it assumed. was. Yeah. It was smart. And, I you know, it's not bad to have that hollow there because it's, you're, it's less
1: work. But, and he's not even oh, – no, it is a hollow. So I wanted to hate this. I wanted to hate this so much. And I read it and it was, like, just flat in the back, dude. But so I really like it. <laughs> I think it's smart. And I've seen somebody mention it on a forum somewhere. I know a really well respected woodworker who was always looking for innovative things did it. But she like ground the, like really hollowed the back to where you're not going to recover from it. He's taking really light passes. I kind of want to do it. Wow. You turned quickly on that yeah because i went home so ben handed out the questions last night or the, at the end of the workday yesterday and as we're leaving i said i have some opinions about this chisel one." <laughs> <laughs> and i came in this morning and i started like think about it more and it sounds great so far like insofar you can be very controlled with it
0: i am just now remembering and this is one thing that i love about technology is that i've got Peter Galbert's book in front of me. I'm just now remembering that he does hollow the back of something. He Now, all right, on page 56 of Chairmaker's Notebook, he hollows the back of draw knives Uh, with a grinding burr and a drill. Does Buchanan do this too? I wonder. So yeah, he he, Peter Galbert recommends yeah. it too. So did you just curse without I, cursing? Yeah, I did. Didn't wow. I? Wow, that was
1: masterful. That was, yeah. yeah,
0: no audio edit there, people. Right. I'm gonna put like an old timey horn in like there. Your brain, um. your brain filled it in. <laughs> yeah, you just
3: got the right amount of
0: timing in there. Yeah,
3: and my brain just filled yeah. in the curse. Like, yeah, ben, that was smart as. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Your brain just filled it in. <laughs> I'm going to try that with my kids. Right.
0: <laughs> You're going to botch that one so bad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not, <laughs> my I am not mom going that. to try that
1: with my kids. So her, my grandfather, her dad, he is like just the most uh, teddy bear of a man as a grandfather. As a dad, apparently <laughs> his Marine side showed a little bit more. And so you, she didn't curse in front of him, I think even to this day. And my mom's 58, nine. But she went to like. Scur- I
3: know. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: went to. No, so went to swear in front of him for the first time. And it was a two part swear. First word's clean, second word's bad. And so she was going to run her hand over her mouth for the swear word. No, she switched it. So she covered the good word and just blasted out the curse at the end. <laughs> <laughs> she said her eyes got wide as dinner plates.
0: <sighs> All right, Richard. I think. What do you? Think? Your buddy's onto something. I, you know, I, I was right in the middle on this because I don't care how you get there, you get there. Um, flattening the back of a chisel to me is one of those things. Sit down in front of the TV, put a podcast on, whatever. Just do it. It's going to take a while sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to hollow it, fine, whatever. Like I don't know if I would do it to Aline Nielsen, but again, Aline Nielsen doesn't need it. That's I don't yeah. know if I would do it to. Well, I'd do it to a vintage Stanley because it's better to use the vintage Stanley right. and, I, you know, chances are I'm buying it because it's cheap and it might be cheap because the, the yeah. back needs hollowing. So
1: I think like 20 bucks or less, I'm doing it on a chisel. Yeah. <gasps> I'm not against it. What? Huh? What? I, was gonna, I think I might do it to a new Stanley. Those are like 25, 30. I might do this to
0: my new Stanley. Except the eighth. <laughs> right. Damn. The eighth inch was like $45. <laughs> Inch and a quarter Stanley, twenty five dollars. Eighth inch Stanley, forty five dollars. They do is they make a bunch of inch and an eighth and then cut them up. (laughs)
1: Much more labor.
3: (laughs) I think that video he was doing it on a Stanley. I didn't actually have the sound on. I was just watching what he was doing.
0: Out of out Um, of the five or six I have, there was only one that took more than a couple minutes to flatten. hmm. They were not difficult. All right, should we uh, talk about our smooth moves? Anissa, you brought up the idea of smooth move, so.
3: Yeah. You you guys should go first. You will never out-smooth move me. My goodness. I don't know if that's the title I want, (laughs) but
0: (laughs) it's Anissa is officially the smoothest. Uh, Okay, so I am making a ukulele, a carved top and back ukulele. That's so cool. I know. Part of the carving process is you drill uh, a bunch of quarter-inch holes, on the on the back or the top, whatever you're carving, to sh- to show you the depth of each element. So you know, around one line, you do a quarter inch or a three 16th inch deep hole, and around the next line, you do a five sixteenths inch deep hole or whatever. Well, for some reason, I could not get my head around which was the front and which was the back and which side I was drilling the holes in. And I thought about it for probably half an hour. <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there, I'm like. Wait. Okay. So so I'm carving away this, and it, it just I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And eventually, I was like, "Okay, I know what I'm doing here." And I drill one hole. And I go crap. <laughs> <laughs> and it was you know it was like a glued up book match panel. And it was this is I'm doing an entire practice ukulele right mm-hmm. now. So this is like the one that's just got mistakes all over the place it's fine and i just continued on with it but it was that just drill one hole after half an hour of thinking about it, drill one hole and it was immediately clear to me that i just drilled the wrong side so i have this and you can scroll through my instagram <laughs> you won't see the hole no. <laughs> I, I i didn't do that on purpose i i haven't not shown the hole but you know i've got this nicely carved ukulele back out of a piece of bookmatched cherry that has a hole right at the top of it. It's just, that's the way it's going to be. Franken Frankenleily. Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: very. So I just made a box, uh, like a blanket chest kind of thing that was all frame and panel, including the lid. And so I glued up the base, and I glued up the top separately. And I left the horns on the styles of the top so the end grain didn't get blasted out when mortising. Mm-hmm. So I had to cut them off. I just cut them off flush with the rails. Stupid me. Because then I go and set the lid on the box and things were like, this was primarily done by hand, which isn't a brag. It's to say there were irregularities all <laughs> over the place. You know? <laughs> and I trimmed the sides, like the horns, I trimmed them off too much. And so they were about an eighth inch shy on, each, on one side of the box sides. So the vertical members on the frame and panel box, like you could see the end grain looking down from the top. Is that making sense? Yeah. I think so. So I should have trimmed those horns off when the lid was on because they needed to be flushed to the sides of the lid like, and to the sides of the body of the box. But I didn't. I was like, oh, this thing's perfectly square. I did a great <laughs> job.
0: <laughs> I didn't notice if that helps. Yeah.
1: Looks yeah, great. nobody has. But so then I, but I, so I had to plane down those now vertical Now everybody parts. will. But now the yeah everyone will. <laughs> well, you just told everybody. But I had to like kill a shadow line f- to plane it down flush because I couldn't have that end grain showing. So now it just kind of like boop tapers up an eighth to the top.
3: I'm gonna go down and inspect it's, the... it's at my parents' no, house now. Sucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll give his mom a call. <laughs> Anissa has my mom's number. <laughs> you gave it to me.
3: Oh, no, she did. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't give it to me. You had me searching Instagram. Yeah. And then I reached out.
1: All she right. seems Story. great.
3: You seem like you have a great
1: mom. I, I don't deserve my mom. Probably. Neither not. do you. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her her number. <laughs> All right, Miss Smooth Move. Yeah.
0: Smoothest of smooth. So. I've been
3: working on this big honkin' project for a couple years now.
1: Beautiful project.
3: And it's almost finished, and it almost killed me. But <laughs> the bottom section of it has three different boxes that line up together, and I cut those boxes. It's been one disaster after another with this thing, but I cut – it's a big plywood job, and I cut all of the plywood – so that the grain would run straight across the top. I was able to get all three tops of those cases out of one sheet of plywood. And then I made sure that the grain on the box that was on the right... No, I couldn't. I I couldn't wrap it. I decided that I was more... Interested in having the grain go straight across the top of those pieces than having the grain wrap. So I built those boxes about a while ago. About a while ago. <laughs> and I set them aside. And I did the interior of the boxes later. And with the third box, so the first two boxes All three are supposed to run straight across. The first two boxes, beautiful. The grain goes across the first one, flows right into the second one, and then (laughs) at the third box. (laughs) Because I hung the box upside down, like I hung the drawers in that box. Oh So there was such a time span between when I did the cases and when I hung the drawers in that third box that – If I turn the box upside down and the drawers are upside down, the grain runs straight across the top. But if I hang this box next to the other two so that the drawers are actually not upside down, screeching halt to the (laughs) grain.
0: Now, at one point, did it ever enter Uh your head? (laughs) I can deal with the drawers being upside down. I I I I have to redo it.
3: What? I am going to redo it. Well, I intend to redo it when the time It's not that hard of a fix. I just have to cut those they're runners. Hung, right? They're side hung. Okay. Very simple runners. I just have to get those off and turn it upside down, redrill the hanging system on the back of the box and rehang the drawers.
1: Your voice got less hyped up as you went on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out whether the new sad. issue is going to be out by the time this podcast airs. Oh, yeah, it's in the next issue. It's on the it's cover. on the next oh. issue. Are you
1: kidding me? <laughs> Anissa's project got the cover, which I, think I did like not a, expect. A month or two ago, we're sitting at lunch talking about: Do we think we'll ever be on the cover? and Mike said no 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 like it's and Mike who owns the cover I, right, yeah. he's like it's cool to be on the cover which really cool is having a Backup. project on no a project on the oh, cover yeah, yeah, he's like yeah. Cause who cares about your face people are reading for your woodworking and so now Anissa has a project on, the, on cover. the cover
3: yeah i wasn't there for that lunch conversation but i also did not expect that to be on the cover and now, everybody's going to notice that the grain just comes to a screeching
2: <laughs> halt.
3: And I realized what I had done while Mike was there taking the photographs. Oh, no. oh. Yeah. Because up until then, I mean, it's well, the whole no, thing uh, is supposed to be modular and you can move it around and it's fine. It's so, fine. so
0: yeah. So for the listeners, because it's, it's going to be a week before you get to see this, um, before it hits your mailboxes. But it's a modular wall unit. And it's three wide. And the bottom section is three cabinets that that are next to each other. Mm-hmm. Could you purposefully put one and – so you've got one and two in order mm-hmm. and three. Put three in the middle so that it breaks the grid. Uh,
3: uh, trust me. I have struggled with every option <laughs> in my head. <laughs> okay. It, things will not be right until I turn that box over.
0: All right. Well,
3: Which is never going to happen So, because I just don't have time for that. So basically, I will never be at peace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's that the only reason. Is one of us is going to sneak into our right. house, flip the drawer upside down.
3: And- <laughs> that would be like if I had fairy... If I had elves doing something for me at night, that would be it. Please, somebody just come in and change that, so one don't, day I can somebody wake. Somebody do up. not
0: go in Anissa's yeah,
3: don't, house. Yeah, don't. <laughs> no, don't. My dog will tear your face off.
0: Uh. For many dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good point, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take a break.
2: This episode of Shop Talk Live is brought to you by Varathane. From furniture and cabinets to floors and crafts, professionals and DIYers
3: alike have trusted the color and protection of Verathane since 1958. Verathane wood stain gives rich, true color in one coat. And Verathane triple-thick polyurethane has the durability of three coats in one. Visit VarathaneMasters.com for details.
0: All right, question number three is from Jesse. I've recently started the journey into furniture making. Welcome. I have a sliding <laughs> miter saw and a very old table saw that is only good for rough cutting. I'm looking to purchase a bandsaw or a jointer planer combo. I only have room for one and only 110 available. I'm using hand saws and hand planes to do most of the dimensioning of my lumber. For for a beginner who has limited space and time in the shop, would a bandsaw or a jointer planer be more advantageous? I'd appreciate any guidance you have to offer to ensure that my next big purchase is a wise choice and will be the most practical.
1: So how's the pressure? <laughs> but,
3: but I liked your. You asked him. Oh yeah. So I asked him what. What kind of up, yeah.
0: upcoming projects? That was very yeah. helpful. Yeah. yeah. Every now and then I, I, I get I'm, I'm so helpful. He, well, he said, um, I'm in the middle of a kitchen remodel for my parents and building the cabinets and a table. After that, I'm reading Mike Peckovich's book and I want to make his tea box with, and some Kumiko. Eventually, I want to make a nightstand and a medicine cabinet.
3: I have a feeling you and I are going to be on opposite ends of this. Well, I don't. I'm not sure which way Ben's going.
1: I don't think he can do what he wants to do. So he has 110. Give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, so I looked up joiner planer run. combos, which need a lot of power. The only ones that run on 110 are like little 10 inch oh, jobs I didn't bench tops.
0: Yeah, and so it's like I would stay
1: away from them. Yeah, because I, I don't think I would want a 10 inch planer. Like, never mind that it's is bench the, top and probably
0: it's not the. Yeah, that's the. It's the.
1: Yeah, like the me. the tables on those things for the joiner – really like short five inches long you know it's so i don't think the joiner planer is possible if you can somehow get 220 that's my pick absolutely do the joiner planer combo because dimensioning by hand it sucks especially <laughs> thicknessing um and it's it's just uh, but so with you not getting a combo machine i think you can get a bench top and a little um, bandsaw for probably the same money, like a benchtop planer. Sorry, and a bandsaw. I would definitely do the planer first, though. Hands down, planer. I agree. I'd also consider doing something about that table saw.
3: Well, that's the thing with right. the yeah.
1: Yeah. So what what were you going to say?
3: Well, so what's your what's your argument against the 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 joiner planer combo that runs on one ten?
0: It's tiny. They're small. I don't know if I've ever seen one with solid reviews.
1: Yeah. And I, so I looked up like user reviews, which I'm going to say are hit or miss, but the only resource I had available, and they were middling at best.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I would rather have no jointer than having had spent the money and having a bad jointer. And it sounds like he's proficient. With planes exactly,
1: so get a reference so, surface, plane that some gun, yeah.
0: yeah i say i say I say bandsaw and benchtop planer, uh you can get a benchtop planer for two fifty three fifty yeah, three fifty easy um use probably two fifty mm-hmm. um, and then get you know a used five hundred dollar bandsaw, yeah, and carry on
1: what do you so so if you had to pick. Joiner, planer, or bandsaw.
0: What are you picking? Like that?
3: Yeah. with Without the constri- the
0: power constraints or with the power constraint? With the, well, no. I mean the, the power constraint is an actual constraint. So. so
3: then I think you guys are right. I thought I was going to be arguing against the whole
0: – You hand- can say it.
3: Well, I just thought you would take an opposite view. But yours is very sensible and
0: I think you're right. So she expected you to be absurd. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes buy some surprise. extra hand planes, sir. <laughs> All right. So you have. So you have his tooling, some hand tools, a miter saw, and a janky table saw.
3: What the table saw thing is?
1: So I'm still doing planer first. Like I'm dealing with the crappy table saw and still doing a planer. Well, how about you guys? Because I think we answered his question. So let's answer the question behind the question.
0: Okay. I, I, I wish he had given us an actual budget. To Is answer it, his question that he didn't ask.
1: So um,
0: <laughs> Because then I would maybe... It's not a budgetary know. thing though. It's a, it's a
1: space constraint. Because if he's looking at... So if he was looking at combo machines, that... The ten-inch combo one I want to say was six hundred. Because after that, like the ones that run on two twenty, it's a big price jump. Yeah. I think like the yeah. Grizzlies fifteen
0: hundred or sixteen. Um, I hate to like just agree with you over and over, um, but it's the I best. think that the, <laughs> I think the the planer opens up the widest world of possibilities. Yeah, you can do... You have to have a planer. And I know everyone says like, oh, you know, my last power tool that I get rid of will be a bandsaw. And I agree with that too. But I think that the first power tool that I would get would be a planer, not after a table saw. Yeah, Yeah, I would get the planer before a bandsaw. That's how I did it. I didn't have a jointer or access to a jointer until I came to work at the magazine. There's many ways around that. And Trust me, you're not getting my joiner from me, but you can do a lot of things to get around using a joiner. And you can use a planer like a joiner. Yes. You can make a sled, mm-hmm. you can, you know, hand plane, reference surface, plane it. There's there's plenty of ways around that. A table saw, if you're doing cabinets, like kitchen cabinets, you I I don't know how you're going to do it without a table saw efficiently. No. Um yeah, so I think maybe the question behind the question: planer and shop for an old Unisaw, or even go Bosch or sauced up
3: one of those um, um, the job site the job site ones that col- that yeah. collapse mm-hmm. and you can push over. Um, I, yeah, I would be hard without a table saw yeah. to do this the the kind of stuff that he's talking about.
1: Yeah,
2: I yeah. agree.
3: So, can I say? Two more quick things about live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, one is for the third year in a row, I beat Barry at, at no, horse. No, nonsense.
0: Your you know kids what? beat me but, but for the no, first you guys, year. You guys aren't working hard enough.
3: Well, no, we are. We just <laughs> – it was just a five-minute horse break. This hotel what Where edgy, have you you ever It was
1: horse poop,
3: okay, <laughs> if you're playing with your kids. <laughs> it – what hotel has a basketball court in their fitness center? Most of them have one, like one of those balls that you like can bounce around on, or one treadmill. <laughs> mm-hmm. This place has a pool, a hot tub, a basketball court, a uh, a racquetball court. What's that other thing? Is like handball ball or something like that? The
1: hotel's from the 1940s, and it's in Brooklyn. I <laughs> got some handball. <laughs>
3: But no, the other thing it's is. It's right next to the hotspots, eh? <laughs> We do the gallery of student work and presenter oh, work wow. every yeah. year. But it occurred to me how brave these mm-hmm. people must be to bring their work to an environment where there will be about 500, I might be exaggerating a little yeah. bit, woodworkers, professional hobbyists. Mm hmm. Woodworking fans, like people who really know what to look for and inspect, and they're just like touching this stuff and looking at it and talking to you about how you made it. Like, I can't even imagine. There's
0: there's not one piece in there that I would not have like absolutely said, hey, everybody, I made Uh, this. No, exactly. But
3: how nerve wracking that must be to have the presenters pouring over it and the other woodworkers and the other students. It's just. And the phenomenal work that they bring.
1: That the student gallery is easily one of my favorite things about live. Easily. Like the talks are cool, but and the students are there so you can talk with them yeah. and talk with it's just it's a really fantastic vibe. So and it feels weird enjoying it that much because it feels unlive. Like it's not like you're going for the talks and the yeah, presenters. Yeah. But then there's just like, oh, and there's a student gallery? What? Yeah. It's it's fantastic. And the work is
3: amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Unless you have to Very carry accurate. it. In. Nice, nice job with that, Nisa. No, that's yeah.
3: not what I was getting at. But uh-huh. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and I didn't curate that by myself. Yeah.
0: No, I, for me, the best part is, and, you know, like, it sounds sappy and all that crap, but the best part is talking to the people who, especially the podcast listeners. Oh. It's, it's really fun to get that feedback, to, like, you know, to have people... Um, giving you ideas and like, like the, the remix from the last episode actually came from I'm somebody, genius. from somebody at the bar, you know, and they're like, your remix should be Vic Teslin. I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know? It's like, like having those conversations.
1: My first time on the podcast, you mentioned my nickname, BFD. Yeah. You know, like, I bet I can't say the F. And I joked that my middle name is Francis. I met a Barry Francis at live. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yes. I, <laughs> like, I totally forgot about the BFD part. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's like, hey, Barry Francis. I go, no, no, it's kidding. He goes, no, I'm Barry Francis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, awesome. I like live. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: Live is great. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's fun. All right.
3: Oh, wait. I have one more thing about live. Just one quick one. I swear. I love asking Jeff over and over if he needs help. Every time I see him, oh, i do you need anything? Because I know he's going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't. Uh, he's just in that zone where he it's harder to have explain to somebody else what they need. Yeah.
1: And you feel less guilty because you've offered knowing you
3: don't have to actually. Hey Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Do you need any help with anything? No, no, I'm good.
0: (laughs) Okay. See ya. I I do enjoy though that like we are that's like as in the trenches like that we get as a as a staff. Team. And as I didn't want to be like team team guy, you know, whatever. But you know, like there's that every time you walk by one of the other people here in this room there was like, I think it was just always good, good, yeah. good, good. And um, it really did go smoothly this year.
1: did, it was really yeah, was it great.
0: Yeah, it was
3: great. So. And attendees are helping us set up and break down which is really cool yeah. too. Yeah. But like, you meet these people in year after year and now they're just, hey, can I give you a hand? And we have so much help from people who came to not work. Yeah, and yeah, enjoy it themselves. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's
0: like their vacation and they're you know yeah. hauling around workbenches on a pallet jack. Hey, no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That <laughs> was right there as it went into the wall in the back.
1: Because you were riding uh. it. Uh. <laughs> that happened too.
0: It, all right, we've got a couple of uh, iTunes reviews. And uh, it, if anyone is wondering how they can help, shop talk live there's two things you can do you can subscribe to the magazine or you can uh, get an unlimited membership that helps or you can uh leave a review on itunes or your favorite podcast app that helps new people find the podcast and it's always a good thing so from new woodworker, another vote for a weekly show. I enjoy the show and I like the rotation of participants and guests. One of the most instructional, instructional, thoughtful and refined woodworking. Programs out
2: there. <laughs> oh, that was before this episode. <laughs>
0: yeah. Also, it's not boring. It's refreshing. I look forward to each new show would be great if they were weekly. And then from JDJ21989, I work out of town remodeling grocery stores. I usually go home every other weekend. This is the perfect listening material for the long drive and when I'm jonesing to be in the shop. I had to become an unlimited subscriber, even though I have no clue what I receive. Email me, com. I'll guide you through the unlimited membership. I can't get enough fine woodworking. A. Uh, thank you for that, JDJ21989. Um, all right. So recommendations. I have one, the Prisma color premier pencil sharpener. Oh, it's a dual angle pencil sharpener. I sharpen my shop pencils, low angle. They last longer. They don't break. It is life altering. If I pick up a pencil in my shop that is not sharpened with the low angle, I break the tip off and resharpen it. (laughs) I had this conversation with Tom and he thought I was crazy. I was expecting this no, audience to I'm, be a little bit more receptive. Because i used here the point
1: of, from that sharpener. It's nice.
0: It's a nice sharpener. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have a recommendation?
1: Kettlebells. Wonderful for fitness, but they can help hold down panel glue-ups. Oh, the same... you
3: posted something about that
0: today. Mm-hmm. I thought you were stuck you're stuck just showing off. Hey, I work out.
1: No, that one is covered in dust. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what weight do you recommend?
1: Oh, man. They get they get pricey as they get heavier. Okay. And so I don't know if I would. Just so, know your kilograms. Why not just a rock? Yeah, any anyway, weight. <laughs> I mean, the kettlebells are nice. I like the handle is nice for picking them up as opposed to a dumbbell, which I feel like is either a one-handed operation or you're grabbing either end. Well, it's it's a and flat I love button, it too, right?
0: Like a dumbbell is going to put all the pressure in two spots. Which could be
1: nice. But yeah, the kettlebell, it's one spot that's three, four inches across. Probably three.
0: Weird. It's great. Weird one. Yeah.
3: I recommend
1: a rock for the same thing that Barry used.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But you can't
1: do kettlebell snatches with a rock. I've never done a rock snatch.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Rock. Well it's official That's all for this episode of
3: Shop Talk Live This will be the last time you see this Particular grouping If you have
0: any questions you'd like us to answer on the show Send them in to shoptalkatauten.com If you're watching on YouTube please click that thumbs up button We'll be back in two weeks with another episode And three new hosts (laughs) Thanks for listening Paper Hmm. Rock
3: uh, <laughs> totally forgot you that I'm sending this to Ben totally forgot your drill but you'll be there tomorrow sorry he responds and he says I hate you <laughs> <laughs> to which I say I hate you too please tell me you don't need it tonight <laughs> nope it's just a new theme I hate you regardless of the need for my drill <laughs> And I say, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But the sadder thing is I just sat in my car laughing. (laughs)